Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. back to the Defiant Spirit. I am Baruch Levy, also known as B, and I want to talk to you today as we wrap up a nine-part series on Enneagrams at the movies. I've gone through each of the nine Enneagram types, now with this one, the culmination Enneagram 9, and how they're portrayed on the big screen or on the boob tube, because it is just an awesome way to learn about the Enneagram, about personality types, and to see it in real time. Now, this is not hard science. My data is, um, you know, gathered, culled from different sources, from different Enneagram teachers, experts out there, from my own, you know, personal experience watching these movies and best guessing. But I just did a um, podcast on Barry Manilow versus um, John Cougar Mellencamp, because I saw them both in concert back to back in Las Vegas. And I went through and showed how I go through a mental process of typing people, um, trying to figure out sort of which ballpark they're in. And it's never an, it's rarely an absolute. I mean, 99% of the time I can make the case not knowing much about a person, about different Enneagram types. And it isn't to reduce somebody to a number that's, you know, called defy your number. And yet here I am reducing, but I'm really not doing it to reduce somebody to a number. And there's a difference in quality between just trying to understand, you know, like, do they speak Chinese or Japanese or Korean or English? I want to speak to them in their language. So it isn't so much I'm reducing them as I'm trying to see them. And that's really what the Enneagram to me is all about, so that I can see somebody um, on their terms in a way that makes them feel seen. Okay, so this is the final um, in the series, and you can listen to all eight others besides this one just jump over to um, defiantspirit.org or go over to my youtube channel and you'll get them all all right enneagram nine the peacemaker you can listen to a podcast on the enneagram nine uh, multiple podcasts that i have at this point and get a flavor for nine but this will also give you a taste if you're just listening i'll share with you every character that i can remember although you know getting up there in age i can't i don't have total recall maybe i never did Actually, Arielle has been married to me for almost 25 years, and she says I've always had a shitty memory. Okay, Enneagram 9. Enneagram 9, to me, is a pretty easy type to ballpark. Maybe not exact, you know, 9 to sometimes until you get to know them. But but 9, for me, has a different energy, a different vibe. And the vibe is the peacemaker. The vibe is peaceful. The vibe is... Um, sometimes no vibe, right? They can come across as withdrawn, removed. They also can just come across as very aggressive at times. Now, it's not an obvious aggression. It's an inner sort of a staunch, um, you know, pissed off, digging in their heels kind of a thing. And that's 
what throws, I think, most people off. So when we think of them as the easygoing, go with the flow, that makes sense. And then, you know, well, let's start with the Hulk. So nines love this example. The Incredible Hulk, Bruce Banner, uh, a nine, very mild-mannered kind of guy, until you piss him off. And then the anger erupts into the Hulk, uh, just his alter ego. Well, nines are part of the triad that deal with anger. Eight, nine, and one are all the angry types. Eights express it, ones repress it, and nines just go away from it. It's like they dissociate. So they don't even know they're angry, and we don't know they're angry, so it can just catch everybody off guard. But they can be some of the most angry, intense types when they hulk out, as some people like to say. Um, you know, another version of that, I think, is um, John Dutton from Yellowstone. Now, I can see the case being made that is a self-preservation eight, the challenger, which is right next door to the nine. And sometimes a self-pres eight and nine to me look very similar, but the motivation is different. Um, so nines really want to keep the peace to make it work. And eights really want to control and I think um, the moment I switched John over from an eight to a nine was he was sitting around, if you haven't seen Yellowstone, great, great TV show. Uh, he was sitting around the t family table and his his eight daughter, who's definitely an eight, Beth Dutton, you know, erupts, but she always erupts and everybody expects her to erupt. That's why you know she's not a nine, she's an eight. And he can't take it anymore because he says something like, God damn it, can't we just have one nice family dinner? Like, why can't we all get along? And I just noticed he started, he says that a lot throughout the series. Now, I'm, I'm conflicted with this one, and I can easily make the case that he's a self-preservation eight, which is a subtype of the eight. Not quite as obviously eight, not as expressive, but still an eight. Um, but I can also see the case um, that he's a nine. And again, this is not a hard science. And, you know, if I were to sit with John Dutton, if there was such a man, I would ask him certain questions to really drill down into his core motivation, because the beauty and the challenge of the Enneagram, like unlike other Enneagram, unlike other personality typing systems, <clears throat> excuse me, is that it doesn't deal with the iceberg above the surface. It deals below the surface. 90% of the iceberg is below the surface. And, and that's where the um, Enneagram digs in. What's underneath the surface, not how it looks to everybody, you know, up top, but where is it coming from? Which direction is it flowing? What's the motivation? And that's the Enneagram. Um, so this is us. I can't remember his name, but the dad in it who dies. Um, this is not a newsflash. He dies. Not a spoiler alert. Eventually we'll die. He, um, he's an Enneagram nine seems for sure. There's just a peacefulness. Jack, that's his name. Um, Jack has this just sweet, gentle, make it work kind of thing. Go along now, nine, six, and three, can't see behind me because of the slide, but the nine, six, and three makes a triangle in the Enneagram. And nine, six, and three, uh, they're they're interchangeable in some ways. So when you you know get into the nine, six, and three, they can really look alike. So I could see the case being made that he's a six. Um, there's an angst to him. There's sort of a, a, a kind of an endearing insecurity. Um, but I do think at the end of the day, he's a nine. All right, who else is a nine? Um, so you have some, how shall we say, dis functional families, um, some enabling spouses, probably by today's standards, you know, domestic abuse seems to be involved. But back in the 70s and 80s, it certainly was a thing, but I 
don't I know it wasn't as um, vocalized. Lots of things weren't as vocalized. And unfortunately, this was probably one of them. But nonetheless, Edith Bunker, if you are of a certain age, you can't help but know um, Archie Bunker, a definite pissed off eight. But his wife, which is often the case, a nine, somebody who mellows him out, somebody who just wants to calm the storm. Now, Edith Bunker is a nine. She could seem like a two because nines and twos, the helper and the peacemaker, oftentimes look like that supporting spouse, oftentimes are the supporting spouse or the sportive spouse. But the difference being is that two is coming from much, much more of a place of relationship, of, 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 you know, tending to and serving and being needed. And nine's coming much more from a place of wanting to minimize conflict, wanting everybody to get along, harmony and, and making peace. And it feel from what I remember, I haven't seen the TV show in like 30 years, but I do remember pretty distinctly that Edith was always flustered and flummoxed by her nasty husband who by the way he he was an equal hater which is kind of um, I think what made the show work because he hated everybody like he hated Jews he hated blacks he hated uh, gays he hated I don't remember but I know uh, today he would be canceled in 60,000 different ways but she didn't cancel him and nines by the way tend not to cancel in our culture because that is not a way to diffuse conflict. A way to diffuse conflict is to either avoid it or to um, allow for it, to enable it. So these are unhealthy nines. Of course, nines can defy their number. Another one who was, I think, less nine-ish than Edith, but still a nine. I don't remember her name. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, Wheezy. I don't remember. I guess it was Louise Jefferson. Um, she's right there. In the middle of my slide, she was married to Mr. Jefferson, George Jefferson from the Jeffersons, another probably controversial um, sitcom by today's standards. But she she kept George in check. And I think nines do that in their nine-ish, quietish, behind-the-scenes kind of way, though maybe she was a two. But again, you can see the interchange. And Marge Simpson, another one. I'm just sort of picking on... Um, enabling wives. I guess I'm sure there are enabling husbands too. I just don't necessarily know in the sitcoms who they are. I'm sure they're out there. Who else is a nine? Nine is Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid. Now you could make the case that maybe he's a one because there's that rigor, there's that discipline um, in teaching, what's his name? Um, Ralph Macchio's character. Um, in the Karate Kid, well, well, the Karate Kid. So there's a discipline. You could make the case that he's a five. He's got that Yoda-like wisdom. But I think at the end of the day, he's a nine because he really is all about peacemaking and diffusing conflict through peacefulness. And and that's a responsive nine. That's not, that's not a reactive nine. Like he is able to muster the strength the intensity, the anger at times, but he harnesses it, right? So he's not the Hulk erupting and he's not either Edith Bunker dissociating. He's a healthy harnessing his anger and diffusing other people's, which is interesting because I see I have put Karate Kid in there, Ralph Macchio's character. Macchio? Ralph Ma Macchio? Macchiati? I can't remember what his name is. Isn't that a, isn't that a uh, espresso drink? Um, so... The Karate Kid, though, I think 
as a nine. But, you know, now that I'm looking at it, I, maybe he was more of a six because I think he was more angsty. I think he had more anxiety. So you can see that nine, six line again, and you can hear sort of the crossover and why they might be a little confused at times. So maybe he was a six. Um, the same with Luke Skywalker. You know, I've seen him in both nine and six. When I watch Star Wars, um, their nines have a, a sort of a conviction about them. They have, uh, my daughter who's a nine, she's the quiet kid. I have four kids. And yet she is by far the most stubborn. It's just under the surface. So there's like a resoluteness with nines. And I see that with some of these characters, with um, the Karate Kid, with Luke Skywalker. And, and partially, I think that's why I've put them into this space. But I could also see the case for Luke Skywalker being a much more anxiety, sort of angsty six. I haven't thought too much about it. Um, who are some other nines? You know, nines, um, nines sometimes get a stereotype sort of rap. I think nines and twos get either like a gentle, in, incapable of intensity or aggressiveness. Where nines, like the Hulk, they're not, it's not that they're incapable. I mean, lots of athletes are nine. Lots of powerhouse types are nine. They're just the quiet powerhouse. So I'm looking at from Sons of Anarchy, um, Opie. I can't remember his full name, but maybe it was just Opie. In Sons of Anarchy, he's a... Uh, and he's sort of the brawn of the duo between him and Jax Teller, the brains and the brawn. And so he's the brawn. He's the strength. He's the muscle. He's And he's a nine. He's a peaceful guy. He doesn't want to be in this biker gang. He doesn't want to fight, but he, he will fight. He does fight. But again, that service piece is much more six-ish. So you, you can feel that back and forth in that space. Um, here's an interesting one next to him. Bob, um, oh God, I just blanked on his name. The painter from like the 70s makes a pretty little cloud and a pretty little bird. And he talked to you like this and he painted pretty little pictures. And um, not Bob Villa, he was the construction guy. He might've been a nine too. Um, but you know who I'm talking about? He's got the sort of the, um, the Afro, white man's Afro kind of a thing going on there. He, um, he looks so much like my dad when my dad was, um, you know, about that time in the 70s. So anyways, he's an interesting guy because I read a little about him, even though I blanked on his name. Bob, Ugh, it'll come to me or you'll, you'll email me. But anyways, he was a Marine. Like he spent his life in the Marine Corps or I'm not, maybe it was the Army. But I was like, whoa, like nines are complex. Nines are not necessarily what you see is what you get. So on the surface, looks very peaceful underneath. I think there's a lot more going on with nines than most other types, um, certainly than most other types realize. Mr. Rogers. Now, here's a quintessential nine, right? This guy is a gentle soul. He's like the epitome of a gentle soul. He is sweet. He's he's loving. He exudes it. Now, that gets me over to the two because, you know, like there's a lot of helper to teacher caretaker in this man but I think at the end of the day just that even the way he talks is is, is very calming is very soothing is very sweet um, moving over to um, Invisigirl I talk about her quite often with nines because you know, I see this with nines especially girls 
maybe that's just because the nines in my life tend to be girls, but uh, my daughter's a nine, my sister's a nine, a lot of my clients are female nines. And there's a hiding quality to a, at least my female nines. Um, probably this isn't gender-based, I don't know. But there's a, like, a, I see it too with um, high school, junior high, high school girls. Um, that's the age my two daughters are in. And, you know, my daughter, who's an eight, is anything but hiding. She's like, you know, loud and proud. And my daughter, who's a nine, she, oh, she, she is a not, she's hiding behind her hair. Even if it's not in front of her face, it feels like it is. Um, so there's this quality with nines that they're hiding in plain sight. And sometimes they're literally they're hiding. Um, but oftentimes it's more of a it's more of a background kind of a disappear into the background. Like, don't notice me. If you don't notice me, then I won't be called upon. I won't be controversial. I won't be seen. And so the work of a nine is really to, to step out and stopping invisigirl and to be seen, to make themselves known. And so that's, you know, what I encourage nines to do all the time. I, I work with nines to come out of the closet and there's a million closets and nines find them all. So there's many, many more on here. I encourage you to go through this. You can get this slide if you're, um, if you're not watching this, you can get it on my website, defiantspirit.org under the podcast section, scroll down to the bottom and we'll get it to, to you and um, go through this and play name that nine with your family, friends, uh, by yourself, watching these great movies, figuring out these TV shows, where they come from, some really amazing human beings and certainly amazing characters in cinema and on the TV. So with that, jump over to divinespirit.org. You can download your free ebook, Nine Types Walk Into a Bar. You can figure out on your own which of the nine types you react as and which as you respond as because you are none of them. You are all of them. They're all energies within you. Your work is to figure out your core type so you can defy your number and live your spirit. I will see you not only in the next video or podcast, but in the next series and I have to now figure out what that's going to be. So I'll see you or talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. The Defiant Spirit is an offering of Soul Center to Center for Spirituality, Meaning, and Healing. And if you'd like to learn more about the Defiant Spirit or Soul Center, get more inspirational content, access to a variety of online programs, or see how we might work together to discover deeper meaning in your life, greater purpose for your life, or live the Defiant Spirit power within your life, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, keep living your divine spirit.